Hello, you're listening to Sowas Radio. My name's Fred, and today I'm joined by Hannah Clark, who's popped by. You've been a guest at World Radio Day before, correct? I have, yeah, a couple of times. How many years have you been here? Gosh, it was probably about four years ago was the last time I came. Amazing. So tell us a little bit about the work you do. You were telling us before off microphone uh, <laughs> about your work with uh, agriculture and farmer radio. That's correct. So I work for a foundation called the Lorna Young Foundation. Lorna Young was a fair trade pioneer in the 80s. She was the first person to persuade supermarkets in the UK to sell fair trade coffee. Uh, she sadly died in the 90s and this foundation was set up in her name. The aim of supporting smallholder farmers to access ethical trading networks. About eight years ago, they started using radio as part of their initiatives to communicate and interact with smallholder farmers in rural and isolated settings, mainly in sub-Saharan Africa. So I manage, I'm a farmer radio development manager for Lonnie Young Foundation in um, managing their project. We're seeking to open source our farmer radio methodology. We have a methodology that uh, is very interactive and participatory that enables farmers to come together in listening groups and talk about their issues that are broadcast on the radio and that links up with different actors in the supply chain and enables them to access markets and sell their products and improve their production and improve their livelihoods. So where in uh, sub-Saharan Africa do some of these listening groups take place? Do you have a central, a flagship uh, radio studio? (laughs) So we work with partners on the ground. Uh, Most of our partners tend to be local NGOs, Uh, farmer cooperatives, farmer groups. Our current work is in Ghana and Burkina Faso and we have a new project focused on climate change resilience in Uganda. But um, our previous projects have been a coffee project in Kenya that was reaching coffee farmers, enabling them to sell their coffee into Dorman's Coffee Company. We've worked in Tanzania with tea farmers, uh, that was a project with Waitrose uh, that enabled tea farmers to sell to improve their production and sell their tea to to Waitrose. We've done work in DRC with cocoa farmers, who uh, particularly women cocoa farmers, who um, as a result of the radio programs were able to increase their yield and sell their coffee to a quality chocolate company called Original Beings. And now a lot of our work is working with different research institutions on climate change. And we're looking to do a project on shea butter uh, in the northern Ghana and southern Burkina Faso and that's starting soon. So what are some of the grievances that these farmers air on (laughs) the radio? Well, it's a range of things, and that's what's really wonderful about our methodology because it's all about giving the farmers a voice so that we bring them together in these groups to discuss the issues that really matter to them. And then they can raise their issues with the agriculture extension workers and different actors in their supply chain. And the issues are very varied, so talking very technical issues about mulching and composting, through to where they can sell their produce once they have increased their production it's really important that they've got a market to sell it into and how they go about selling it physically how are they going to get their produce to the market and then other issues as well when the communities come together and the listeners come together Yes, they're talking about their agricultural problems, but they're also talking about different issues in their community, such as why women haven't got access to the income that they gain from the crops that they're growing. Different issues about health and sanitation and hygiene and whether their children are able to go to school during harvesting time. So 
the, the discussions are very varied but very rich and powerful. Do you have any favourite stories, any highlights? One of my favourites is the project in DRC that was working with cocoa women farmers. The programmes were very focused on cocoa and supporting these women to increase their cocoa production and see cocoa as a valuable crop for them that they could get cash from. And as a result of the, the programmes, women talked a lot about how they are growing cocoa but their husbands won't let them use the money that comes from it. So through discussions with different community leaders and with the men in the community too, the men decided that when a woman plants a cocoa seedling and there's cocoa that comes from that seedling, she'll have the right to sell that um, cocoa and the income from that. And so we were told how the women in, uh, that were selling their cocoa were using it to send their children to school, to feed their children, to improve their hygiene. And I thought that was a really powerful way. It was an unintended outcome from that project. We were very focused on increasing cocoa production. But actually, as a result of these programs uh, that were really targeted at women, more children were going to school and they were better fed and they were clothed, which I thought was very powerful. Is there anything uh, that you think consumers should be aware of when in the supermarket? Any, anything in particular? Buy fair trade, buy ethical. <laughs> so I think a lot of students here at SOAS maybe would uh, mm -hmm. have some gripes or critique um, fair trade products. Yeah. Um, what would your answer be or what, what, is, what is your argument for uh, fair trade products? My answer is that the system isn't perfect and I know there's a lot of gripes and there's lots of issues but at the end of the day it's better than a lot of the other systems that are in place where there is a premium that is going to farmers and farmer cooperatives that, that is improving those communities and there's so many examples around the world where uh, fair trade communities have been able to improve living standards um, as a result of that premium that they get. Yes, it's complicated and yes, it gets messy and yes, there's lots of different factors involved. But at the end of the day, it's better than other alternatives. Support your local smallholder <laughs> or your one abroad. Thanks so much. Not a problem. Thank you for having me. Cheers.